on August 12th, podcast edition of the Morning Reboot. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you? Uh, how are you on this hump higgity day? Oh, it's Wednesday. Yay. Um, obviously, the world is a, a feisty, testy place. Can I throw a controversial topic your way to add oh, to... What to, happened now? Um... Well, this made me think, and you know... Can't people just calm the fuck down? Um, uh, well, listen to Taylor Swift. So, you don't have to no. give me an answer now. You can think as we converse during the course of this podcast. Um, or you can give me an instant reaction answer now and then, you know, think about it as we go through and then come back with another answer as we wrap up. But I found this to be quite thought-provoking. Um... And I, I could see how people could get pretty irate or up in arms over it. I see how people could just throw out an answer and move on. So, I'm going to ask you. Pancakes or French toast? Oh, neither. How come? I don't enjoy either. I don't. How come? I have never liked any of them. You can ask my mom. Okay. I'm more of a waffle guy, which is nothing but a pancake with divots in it. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, I've never liked French toast or pancakes. Ugh. All right. I I don't know if there's a wrong answer, but I think there's one that's slightly more right. Let me let me run this by you. But if I had to choose, I'd probably pick French toast because it's more complicated and probably more flavorful. Okay, that's where I'm going with this. So if you take, so I am not I'm not disputing that you can get really elaborate and fun and creative with pancakes. Okay, I am not. But the base recipes for pancakes versus French toast is not comparable. And I think um, pancakes is pretty simple to whip up, whereas French toast a little more elaborate. Like that egg means a lot for the taste, right? Yeah, because like, if, if you don't have the egg, you're just, it's just toast. Right. And I, I think I told you before about Grammy Bale's French toast recipe, which involved challah, and I would eat like eight, eight pieces of it when I was a little boy. No, but... I thought I did, okay. I, I just don't like French toast. Okay. All right. I didn't even consider the waffle part of it. I just saw French toaster pancake. I do so. like waffles, though. Okay, how do you how do you like your waffles? Um, in the toaster because they're Eggos. <laughs> well, no. Um, when I was younger, my mom used to make um, the blueberry waffles, like homemade, like the um, she had like the the square iron skillet thing, mm-hmm. like the top and bottom thing where you shut it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I would just say blueberry waffles because she used to make strawberry ones too. But I, I just like my waffles. I'm a, I'm a regular butter syrup waffle person. I'm very basic when it comes to my breakfast foods. Okay, okay. Uh, when I was a kid, my well, I remember a lot of Saturday mornings where, and I guess this is probably still a thing for for families if families still exist. Uh, I would help my dad. <laughs> families still exist, right? right. <laughs> uh, I would make pancakes with my dad, and then I got old enough, which I guess was like eight to make them by myself. And I could never make them perfectly circle. And uh, they didn't look great, but they tasted great. And there was lots of butter. Uh I was, I got my liquidification in pancakes from the butter, not necessarily from syrup. I wasn't a heavy syrup person. That's like me with peanut butter and jelly. I'd rather have more peanut butter than jelly. Like even as a kid, when my mom would make peanut butter and jelly, 
I'm like, slather all that peanut butter on there. And I just want like a drop of jelly. Like, I, I don't even want to see it on the bread. I just want to know it's there. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I'm definitely my butter to syrup ratio. I'm like, slather all that delicious Lando Lakes on top of that. I'm trying to keep us kind of light today because um, we've had some heavy days. So I'll continue down the. Okay. I'll continue. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw a picture last week on, on Facebook, also somewhat controversial, I suppose. It was the. It showed two different ways to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and one was clearly wrong. And that wrong one was slice of bread, peanut butter, and then you put jelly on top of the peanut butter. And I immediately was 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 taken aback. I was, it's like an earthquake hit my body, and I wanted to know who is making their peanut butter and jelly that way. Because Floyd, what is the other correct way to make it? Isn't it just bread and peanut butter? No, no, I like construct it for me. Like we, you get your two, you, we get your bread, and then you slather the peanut butter on. Yep, and then you take your other piece of bread and put a a drop of jelly on. And right, put it together. Right now, see that's not the controversy for me. It's <laughs> how you cut it. Okay, like, all right. Like this, this is about how you cut. Like I'm one of those people. If you don't cut my sandwich diagonal, I'm gonna blow a gasket. Okay. You don't cut the middle of the bread. You don't disrespect the bread like that. You cut it on an angle. You make yourself two triangle pieces, not two rectangles. Oh, it makes me so angry. I, I, have, a, I have a wild suggestion here, okay? Th- th- <laughs> this is up there with like things that I would never really ever bring up on the air because it's, it's so controversial. Why do you have to cut it at all? Well... Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. But you don't. But here's the thing. As an adult, I don't cut it. But, like, as a kid, maybe it's a parent thing. Because as an adult, we don't cut, like, remember grilled cheese as a kid? Your parents would cut it in half for you. But as an adult, I'm like, I'm eating this whole grilled cheese as one. We're not separating this family. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question. Parents... Why do you cut your sandwiches in half? Because sandwich baggies are all square. You could put the whole thing in there. My my family, my mom, whoever, we were never sandwich. We were never sandwich cutters. Um, so that's why I bring it up. But you mentioned grilled cheese. I thought I, I, I'll, I'll bring it up again, uh, and we can talk grilled cheese here. But I think uh, I, I may have mentioned it before. If not, it's it's new for people. So my Grammy Weisberg used to make me grilled cheese. And it got to a point where, um, and I was like, I was a little boy, like seven, eight, nine years old or whatever. It was sopping in butter. And it, <laughs> it was so much so where I became, I, I began to dislike it. So what she would do is, I guess, like put paper towel on top of it and like a sponge, try to sop out the butter in there. And then it was far more enjoyable but yeah no one wants a soggy grilled cheese though that can that can that can that can ruin childhood dreams how how are your grilled cheeses made and how do you like them now so i'm once again very basic get my craft singles i like to put two or three slices butter one side butter the other i like to sprinkle garlic powder on one side that way it's like a like it's like a garlic butter toast grilled cheese 
but you have to like watch it because garlic burns quicker than butter. <laughs> so then you'll just get like a burnt side and then another side. But I will say I went to this gourmet grilled cheese place in Chicago. I'm gonna mess up the name. I think it's like called Milts or Cheese It. But like I got like it was like I don't even know, like Kobe Jack had mozzarella sticks in the middle and then like another slather of cheese. It was the most man, I don't even know how I'm alive right now. My artery should be clogged and I should probably still not be able to poop. It was the most delicious cheese filled slice of love like it was so big i couldn't finish it so but for me personally i'm very basic i just give me my craft singles fry on one side for a minute to two minutes flip over but you can't have a soggy grilled cheese no like i remember like in school when they used to make grilled cheese i'm like what is this ew like i was i was that bougie school lunch kid like, I was like, because you, like, you always had, like, chop, option A, B, or, like, a stack lunch. I'm like, no, I want grilled cheese. Like, they would plop that thing on there and go, um, Esther, what the hell is this? I can't be eating this. Like, I was a bougie 13-year-old. I was like, mm-mm. And I dip my grilled cheese in ketchup. But I know people think that's weird, but that's what I do because it's delicious. I we I think we used to have a Mac and Melt on Secor and Central. I think it's gone. I there's one in Columbus, I believe. It would be kind of cool if we had a a gourmet a gourmet grilled cheese place around here. Now there are probably restaurants uh, that 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 have a bougie grilled cheese sandwich, but like the place you described, it would be neat to have one of those here. Although mm-hmm. I couldn't, I I can imagine how hard it would be for for a place like that to succeed in a in a fit trim city like ours. Oh yes, we're so fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so the the meteor stuff, um, I'm just going to throw this out there. You don't, remember, just because you have social media, you can say, you don't have to have an opinion. You can say, I don't know. Don't feel compelled to, to jump in the pool. Um, unsurprisingly, Kamala Harris was chosen as Joe Biden's running mate last uh, night. And queen. Uh, I... Uh, the queen. Uh, it, it it's historic because she is a, a woman of color on the ticket, and that's that's wonderful. And I don't know, and I, vice president is really more discussion than substance. I mean, girl, Sarah, right? Sarah, I'm like, man, y'all need to calm down. Like nobody, I don't really think anybody ever really had their votes swayed. If if people have had their votes swayed, you're talking about a very small relatively speaking amount of people who've had their votes swayed by the uh, selection of a certain vice presidential choice. Uh, I will say this. Hold on. Sarah Palin was fun like 12 years ago now. But (laughs) I've said with this, this person is arguably the person who could be the president going into the next decade. That's why it was and is important. So like we were, I I was with, where did I go yesterday? Like we were with people and they were like, of course, my group of friends were like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, but I get people have different politics and different views. I'm, like I said, new me is not going to fight with anyone. I'm just like, okay, you're wrong. I'm right. Whatever. Um, that's just the way the policy is. But uh, we were talking about, like, who could remember vice presidents? And, like, we were naming all the vice presidents, and we were, like, doing really well. And then we got to Jimmy Carter. 
<laughs> no one knows who oh. Jimmy Carter's vice president is. You know what? I don't know who it is either. Good one. No, no one does because it went like so. It went Jimmy Carter was president, so then it went Reagan, and then it was like Bush, Dan Quayle, Al Gore, um, Dick Cheney, um, Joe Biden, and then um, Mike Pence. Yeah, but like we named everyone, and we're just like, who the fuck was Jimmy Carter's vice president? Like, but like was you it- could skip over him, and then. Uh, I, someone I, named Nixon's president, but I couldn't remember who it is. I have a guess. Like, everyone knew everyone except Jimmy Carter's. I, I, I have a guess, and I don't know. So I, this is a legitimate. Was it Walter Mondale? Oh, that name sounds familiar. But like everyone knew except Jimmy Carter's. The, I, it's fascinating. Like I, we have talked <laughs> a lot over the last many months, uh, uh, like overlook things in American history. And uh, when I liking history that I do, I find, you know, things that are so fascinating. So and I hope this isn't too boring, but I just throw it out there as like a it's kind of a neat, a neat fact. So in American history, there were times where I think Lincoln, Lincoln stands out to me. Um, he switched vice presidential uh, people. Like he mm-hmm. had, he had one for the first four years, and then dismissed that one and chose someone else to run with him. And then there was a time earlier than Lincoln where vice presidents were elected in addition to the president. So you didn't pick a running mate. Oh, someone, you didn't even have a choice. Yes, yeah, someone was voted on to be your vice president. Yeah, there's some wild things, and I mean, like that's not really controversial, but it is interesting little U.S. facts. Can I look up the Carter one now? Yeah, do it because I we didn't we just kind of left it at that. We just kind of just assumed he ran by himself because we could not think of anyone that like it's still relevant today. Like you know, Al Gore still does stuff. Um, he he met the internet, uh, right? Like um, you know, all the other vice presidents pretty much ran for president. So like you know who they are, but like you know, Dick Cheney shot himself in the face hunting quail. Or shot someone like we. Each vice president has like something. I remember, even though I was like four, I remember Dan Quayle couldn't spell mayonnaise, or like he couldn't spell something. I remember like growing was it up, potato. It was potato or something. Like he couldn't spell something. And I remember like the dinner table, like not able to piece together conversations, but like I remember families making fun of him, and my family was one of them. Like, oh, he can't spell this. I'm just like. What the fuck's the vice president, and why do I care? But, like, again, I was, like, six or seven, so, but, like, as I got older, I'm like, oh, the president always has someone behind him, because, like, when you get to learn stuff, the vice president is more important when you get to who? John F. Kennedy, and you figured out what happened to him, and then that's what happened. That's the job of a vice president, because I remember I was like, why is there two people, and then furthering education as a child, I go, oh, the president is not guaranteed to always be around. You need someone else in charge. I get it. Okay. Uh, It was Walter Mondale. He was Jimmy Carter's vice president. And then before him, uh, I think we're talking Gerald Ford there. Gerald Ford, that's right, because he became president. He's from from Michigan. Uh, Yes, he was a football player for for U of M, Mm -hmm. a very good one. Uh, Gerald Ford was president. It looks like his vice president was Nelson Rockefeller, and we don't have to go back any further than that if you don't want to. But uh, you're you're right. You're right. That's that's really good. I bet most people would stop 
um, unless they're they're much older than us, most people would probably get stuck at Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we couldn't figure it out. Because like you know, you have like you know, and you know, Linda B. Johnson became president because you know what happened there. But like, and then like you know, but like Jimmy Carter, we were just like, maybe he just ran by himself. That's fair. Like, do you have to have a vice president? Uh, I believe you I'm do. I'm assuming you would have to, but I believe you do. Uh, so. Do you have any? It sounds like you doesn't. You don't have any strong feelings one way or the other about uh, Kamala Harris. Well, here's the thing. Like everyone's just like like so. People were were, list, were listing the stuff like she's anti or like what she voted against or like whatever her policies. And I'm like, she's a freaking prosecutor. She was a former prosecutor. Like she had to uphold the law. People like it wasn't like. Yeah, there are some policies she came up with that we're all not going to agree on, and even some of them I don't agree on. However, I saw someone post the other day like, oh, once again, we're voting for the lesser of two evils, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. So I'm just like, this political season, I'm attending myself, and I know where my mind is set, and you know me, I love a good debate. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to hear these people talk to each other, and talk about what they need to fix and all that jazz. But, uh, you know, for me, it's just, he could have picked, he could have picked a bartender from Adam Street and someone would have found something to bitch about. All right. He could have he picked the Queen of England. And people, are, people on social media will find something to vent about. It's fine. It's a lose-lose whenever you're a politician. Let's have fun they will with talk it. about the negative over the positive. And you know what? I'm just happy we get to have more Maya Rudolph on SNL. Let's uh, let's have fun with it. Uh, as a constituent, as an active <laughs> constituent of Adam Street, who do you feel of all the bartenders or employees from Adam Street, we'll say from Wesley's to Manos, um, okay. from Wesley's to Manos, who would be the optimal vice presidential candidate? Bartender, employee, performer, you name it. Just in that block, like from Wesley's to Mano? That's yeah, like two buildings. I'd say Zach from OT. Okay. Because he bought a business and opened it during COVID, and it has been thriving. That's okay. great business management skills. Okay. Good. I like it. Boom. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling about no no fall college football at least for the Big Ten? Me? Yeah. I, you know, only watch one game a season. That's the Ohio State Michigan game. So congratulations on a winning season, Michigan. <laughs> or a a non losing one. No, that's a winning season for them. If they don't participate, that means they don't have to have the agony of defeat. We good. I think give them that. At least give them that. They, they get to go, and I think the last time Michigan won was 2011. So they get to go at least a whole calendar year without losing a football game to Ohio State. And to your point, that should be a win because it's been a uh, it's been a, quite a pathetic run by Michigan. I mean, but you know, it's okay. I did find in, in that respect. <laughs> I mean, I don't sport, so just like I said, I college football. I watch the Ohio State Michigan game, and isn't there a game where they have like a halftime show? All of them? <laughs> no, not all of them. Like the one year, like Little Wayne performed with like Smash Mouth or like Imagine Dragons. Like that was like something I watched. But other than that, I'm like, eh. Might have been one of the playoff games, but okay. Tell me if this is a good optimistic outlook um, for 
for college football being postponed, well, most of the conferences. So, as we've already talked about, it's been a very testy handful of months. In fact, uh, I, I was seeing Facebook today, and there was too much political stuff with Kamala Harris. I'm like, I'm just going to you know, back off today. I'm going to purge my activity from Facebook for a day or so until this the cools demons! off. Oh, sorry. The demons, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't need one more thing for neighborly people to be at each other's throats because obviously Ohio State-Michigan divides houses and friendships and relationships, and we don't need one more thing during during the demic to to upset you know people who should usually like each other. So if we can postpone that till the spring or maybe an entire year, <laughs> so be it. You know me, I I love these college football fans. Like they are they are very dedicated and passionate. And like the way they talk, you would think their their alma mater is the team they're rooting for. But I'm just like, ooh, calm down, girl. You went to Owens. Yeah. You ain't got to ride or die for Ohio State that hard, and vice versa. (laughs) I'm like, breathe. But yeah, they're they're a different breed. Like, here's the here's the thing though. Like, (laughs) I'm gonna get a message over this one. Um. University of Michigan fans talk so much shit, but I'm like, facts are facts. Like y'all don't have a winning season, but like they're they're like go blue. They're so strong and dedicated to their team. Like they're that team that's like one year, <laughs> one year we'll win and we'll rise victorious. I'm just like y'all, and I don't sport, so I'm just like, you know, I back in the day I was a. I was a team jumper. I was like, oh, this is the winning team. That's what I'm voting for. Like, I don't even know how didn't even know how sports worked, but kudos to you, University of Michigan fans. Y'all are loyal. I like, I agree. They're dedicated. I, I call them uh the two words I, I use the most, especially as Ohio State continues to beat them year after year. Uh entitled and sensitive. I mean, I'm I'm okay with Ohio State and their fans being hard to deal with at times, they keep winning, and they are, have a recent yeah. national championship. Michigan Michigan doesn't, um, and their fans seem to demand that they that they accomplish things that they're just not capable of anymore. And and, that, and that, that's great, but you've also got to be realistic. So now Don't get me wrong. There's been times I've watched the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, but they're like, Michigan chokes. I can think that is that the football term? Like sure. something happens, and I'm just like, wait a minute, y'all are just doing so good. Y'all are just up like forty-two to seven. Now it's like sixty-nine to forty-two. Like I don't know. They're dedicated. They're loyal. Not my cup of tea, but kudos to you. Like I don't know. Like I'm trying to think what I'm passionate about that I watch, and I'm just like, oh, they're awful, but it's okay because I just love them anyway. I don't know if I have anything like that. That's mainly a sports thing. It's, I think so. I like the Indians. You know, they're the most disappointing team in baseball because they go to every World Series and go to Game 7 and just blow it. So I and guess that's me. That's you, mine. You argue, <laughs> You arguably, like outside of the inner fandom of the Indians, you arguably built the bandwagon for Shane Bieber, who right now oh. is possibly the best pitcher in baseball. I love him. He loves you. I, I hope he loves me. I just hope he knows that he has a fanboy girl in me <laughs> because I just adore him. And he's so talented. And people get shocked when they find out that I like baseball. 
They um, were like, what? I was like, I like two sports, baseball and tennis. Oh, I love tennis. I would watch tennis all day long if I could. I didn't know that. I love tennis. I didn't know. Now I know. Um, so Sam Meldon got it done, uh, doubling speed fines in 25-mile-an-hour neighborhood zones. Who going to stop these people from speeding? Well, they're going to double the fines. Now, the thing is, like, how will these fines be levied? Because who will write those tickets in neighborhoods? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, is it, like, an extra neighborhood watch job that you're like, ooh, this Camry, she went 50. I'm guessing you just... Now, who's going to police it? That's what I'm just saying. I'm guessing you put a couple of officers in neighborhoods, let people know that they're there, write a couple of tickets, actually write a bunch of tickets, and then hopefully people will get the message. But it's a it's a it's a great first check mark. It's a great first win for Sam. For slow down Sammy Meldon. I'm I'm here for it because the neighborhood my mom used to live in, these people would just fly down the street and like I think my nephew was just like around six or seven. So like he he just like started gaining friends, and they would play in the front yard and stuff. But these cars would fly like, like Dukes of Hazard, fly down the street. Like some of these residential neighborhoods need speed bumps, I think. But I don't think half the time people notice them, and then they'll just be like, like we talked the other day, like we don't, we're not going fifty into twenty five, but like sometimes you forget you're in a residential neighborhood, and you're like going to, you're going to steady thirty. To 35 miles per hour then you hit that speed bump you don't see and next thing you know you're freaking airborne but like some of these and even my street i'll say people fly down i'm like uh people still live on the street worth it's yeah. a block what the hell are you rushing to get from one stop side to the other for but i think it bears repeating that i think what we're asking for with the speed bumps is not a big ask. One, make them big, brighter, and more yellow, or move yeah. or move the sign that's warning you about them up. <laughs> not two I feet. Love it's, like, it, right. it's like by the time you're reading it, you're already Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious Twelve. Speed and you, bump ahead, and as you read ahead, you're like in the air. Yeah. Like, oh, now so I know. Good, good for Sam to get that done because yeah, that's awesome though. That's good. 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 Um. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the worst movie yesterday on Netflix. Okay. It was the worst movie. Um, I love my best friend, but he, like, recommended it for me. I should have known it was bad because Will Ferrell was in it. Mm. And if you know me, people, I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan. Was it the one he was, out, he was out promoting a couple of weeks ago? Uh, it's a new one, right? Eurovision. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, so, like, Demi Lovato's in it. So I was like, oh, I'm in! That's the last I saw of her. Like she was there for like five a five second scene, but yeah, it was. I just don't under. I feel like every character. Maybe it's because I just love SNL so much. I feel like every movie that Will Ferrell's in, he's playing the night at the Roxbury guy, and I'm just like, ugh, stop talking. So yeah, I didn't really care for it. Did you? Sorry, see, Elijah. <laughs> there's uh. So I'm not a. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan anymore. I've grown out of it. Um, I'm not a Seth Rogen fan. Uh, the juvenile humor was never my thing. I'm not dismissing his talent. And I'm sure you've seen him pop up places recently because he's got this movie, and I think it's on HBO Max. It's called American Pickle. So I wanted nothing to do with it. And then I read, there's a blog that I go to, um, and I enjoy what, what is on the blog most days. And when 
the blogger, the writer, summarized it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So this is for real, okay? So mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's character is like frozen in a vat of pickles and wakes up a hundred years in the future and has to fit into life. Huh? Ugh, no. No? And, I'm, and I like Seth Rogen-ish. He just sounds like he's drunk in every movie. Like, that's just how he talks. Like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that was my Seth Rogen, by the way. Um, a vat of pickles, like chronologically frozen in a vat of pickles, and then I, I'd have to, I have to see a trailer because I can't even piece this together. Let me, I'm going to read the actual summary that the, this writer throughout there that got my attention. I'm not giving anything away by telling you the basic premise of this film is that a Yiddish-speaking New York City Ellis Island arrival is time-traveled 100 years into the future to the current day where he meets up with his great-grandson when they start to hang out together. Uh, it's a bit over 90 minutes. It's revealed to be one of the best movies of the entrepreneurship ever made. A biting critique of PC and millennials... A, a look at the current American complacency decadence. So. Maybe it's one of those guilty pleasure movies. Maybe. I don't have HBO Max, so I don't care. <laughs> Just like, that sounds like a weird premise. But you know what? Weirder movies have been made, and I've seen my fair share of weird movies. Eurovision is one of them. When Although co- Rachel McAdams is so pretty, she is, and she doesn't age. She's and so pretty, where she's like, she's like wine. She just gets better and more beautiful, uh, like Natalie Portman. No, no, I'm trying to Sorry, sorry, Queen Abdallah. Sorry, I was like, what has Natalie Portman been in that I've seen? I'm like, oh yeah, Star Wars movies. She is pretty too. Um, yeah, she's educated. She went to like Harvard or like one of those schools. One of the Ivy ones. Uh, let me run yeah. run this by you. There is apparently some kind of movement or whatever. I don't know. There's a story about a, a Fresh Prince reboot. Have you seen this? I saw it on um, the comic book website, but I didn't want to go into it because I'm like, you know, that's one of those shows that like I loved growing up. Just don't. Just don't mess with it, unless you get like his son to play him, like just to keep it like familiar. But Uncle Phil's gone. Like you right. need someone familiar, and we don't want Carlton. Like maybe it's Hillary's son, like because Hillary was like that underrated, hilarious character. I don't know. How about the? So it's supposed to be some. It'll be more of a drama than anything. So I have an idea. Since a drama? No. we live in like in a sequel prequel crazy world so how, if, if they want to go the drama route how about this how about they give us like preteen and 14 15 year old will and show us why his mama sent him from west philly to bel-air like what was going on what was he getting into how is he getting he played on the playground and getting beaten up and bullied like yes. let let's see that i got one little my mom got scared said you moving with your auntie and uncle bel-air Harry told us in the in the theme song. Well, now now drag it out. Well, like, I, give it me would, it. It would be funny. I will say this to see like young Will Smith, like kind of how. Do you remember everybody loves everybody hates Chris? Yes. How yeah. like Chris Rock's like life leading up to that? Like yeah, that would be hilarious. Like I think yeah that I like, like the angle you're going with this. Like I want to see a young baby Will with best friend DJ Jazzy Jeff, 
and see the shenanigans they would get in. Yep. Like that would be hilarious. I well, like that. I like that angle. Or it, it's like this dark urban ghetto coming of age thing where Will is is like he's got one foot in in the gangs, but he's got one foot out. And then, yeah, like little boys in a hoodish. <laughs> little boys in a hoodish. Like by day he's a bookworm. By night, he's an underground wannabe thugaboo. I don't know. Right, right, right. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know Will Smith's background, so like, it would be cool to see it and remember his name is not William; it's Willard. Willard. Will, Willard Smith. Willard Smith. Um, another movie thing. So the last blockbuster is getting turned into an Airbnb. But I have I saw that. I have a local question. So the uh, family video that I always used to go by at Airport and Burn is now a Circle K. I <laughs> remember two other family videos. There's one at Lasky and Secor, and there's one Isn't on- that a Dollar General now? Well, that's what I'm asking. There's that one, and then, then I remember one in Mommy on Conan. Are they- Where is the-, the one- la- Are oh, they sorry. still- Are they still there? What will be the last family video? I know there's video? two family videos still. Where at? There's one. I'm going to mess up the street. Jackman, right there. That's Jackman. Oh, I don't know that. It's right across from like White Tower on the corner. There's like a car dealership. There's a church. Calvary churches on the one side. Okay. There's a gas station. Um, and there's one in Sylvania in there. That's the one right there, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was asking. But they're we're running out of them. I mean, kudos for them lasting this long. Well, I think some of them got into the CBD business and they had to diversify because, and credit for their clever marquee signs, but <laughs> that wasn't going to keep you in business. And I don't know how some of them have continued to last. And some of the videos had an adult section. I do remember that growing up. Did you ever go into them? No! I did what every other preteen young adult did. I downloaded it illegally and right. killed a computer. I've asked you before. It's not renting porn to be like, hey, I want this video. You know what I'm going to do when I get home and watch this video. So when I pop and popcorn, when I was not going to do 22 or around there, I went to the adult video store in Orlando. And uh, I remember I couldn't figure out which one I wanted to buy because it was expensive. And oh, porn is so expensive. And I just I'm thinking back now, like, where was there? Why wasn't there someone there to help me out? Like there's a salesperson in every store helping you <laughs> helping you make the best decision possible. Like where was that expert to to lead me down the right path? Like, hey, look, if this is what you're into, this is the go-to. If you like a little right. bit of this, then this is what you want to go. You know, we also we're also doing buy two, get one half off. Right. And also gotta keep in mind, like, if they're not like regular movie poster covers, like they're the most <laughs> most Polaroid picture advertising cover. Like, you know when you're going to like Blockbuster Family Video, you see the Titanic. You're like, oh, I know what this is about. It's a you boat. see like love you love actually. Oh, this is about a love triangle. Okay. You go there and you want raw dog D- Dougie and you're like what what the hell? And you have to flip it over. You're like, oh that position looks cool. Maybe I'll be into this. You get home, you're like, they filmed this on a on a camcorder. If like, you're you know I mean? 
if you're horrible. into if you're into things with like heavier plots, then you want to go with this. If you're right. looking for a really sensual storyline where they really drill down into why did why did she accept that man with the pepperoni pizza? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> what led up to this horrible breakup and the pizza guy getting lucky? This is like, the go to. Like I just remember, like like, are you the plumber? Like, bitch, you need a new house. This is like the eighth plumber that's been to your house. Like, you need to not worry about your pipes. You need to fix the pipes in this apartment. Right, like legit, <laughs> girl. Oh God. Um, what's up? What's planned for your your Wednesday? And this is the slowest going week ever. It feels like Friday of next week. You know what? We'll take it because Friday of next week. What's happening Friday next week? There's something that I don't know. For, uh, next week, next weekend would be Pride. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, I guess I should probably. Be- oh wait, wait. There is no Pride this year. That's right. I already filmed it. I'm like, wait a minute. I should right. jump on that. Um, I think my mom wants me to go to the grocery store with her, but I'm enjoying doing nothing the past few days. So probably nothing again. Okay. I got to help Bethany out. Um, she's remember oh, she's, she's she's on vacation. Aren't we all on vacation in a sense? Well, I think she went to the mountains or something in Tennessee, and she went. Oh, that's right, because she won't be here with us tomorrow. Uh, Friday. I mean yeah. Friday. Sorry. She wants me to. She she asked me if I would feed her fish. <laughs> that's so cute. Um, also has fishes that are adults. That's adorable. Yeah. So I had a fish tank growing up, and I. I have you seen Finding Nemo? I have not. Okay, well, there's this girl there with her, her braces. I don't know her name. I think it's like Francis or something. But she kills all her fish. That was me. Like, my mom would be like, where's your fish at? Because, like, he'd be belly up. And I would, like, take the net and flush him down the toilet. But I don't know where he went. Maybe he jumped out. And then she was like, you better fucking find him. I don't want my house smelling like fish. I'm like, oh, no, bitch. He's been in the, he's, he's in the sewer somewhere. I flushed him, like, a week ago. I can't keep a fish alive to save my life. Like, I remember, like, going to Myers to get fish, and, like, I'm sure the fish would be like, oh, here comes that chubby black kid again. Oh. So, uh, yeah. With the lady that kills the plants. Right. Together, we're just one humanity, uh, humanitarian of ecological life. I'm just making up words, but, yeah. My mom just be killing plants. I'm like, Ma, stop buying damn plants. The first, she loves them, though. She the, loves them. The first thing I thought about when she asked me that, and I, I it took me a, a day to get back to her because I was in a, in a thing. Um, I thought, will Tucker be there? Mm. He is a distinguished young pup. Okay. Well. <laughs> I love him. Mm, you need to have old more. man. In his old man mustache. Yes, he's very he's very esteemed with his facial hair. <laughs> he really is. All right. Well, um, we got anything else? Like, I'm, are we done already? We're, we're we're done. I mean, I'm trying to keep us a little lighter. It's oh. it's seven forty two. Did you have anything heavy you wanted to hit? Nothing. Nothing. We. I was like, nothing, did anything happen yesterday? Like. I've thrown away this week. I'm I'm in a mood. I'm in a funk. I have the uh, the disappearing the disappearance of Mallory has me has me bothered. That's that's part of it. And like these weird things keep happening with me and people that I date. This is my this is my penance for always 
quickly becoming disinterested in people. Uh, this is my, not my penance, this is my punishment, really, for for that. These people just vanish on me with no reason, and they are completely entitled to that. I am not so ingrained in their life, their lives where they owe me long, drawn-out explanations. But she, she, like, went up and disappeared. And it's bothered me. I, it, it has gotten to me. She ghosted you? I don't even know what you want to call it. And I and she had warned me and told me all these things were going on. Right. It wasn't. She's not one of these people that I sensed. Like drama followed her. She didn't. Put, right. She didn't put herself in it. But you had said that she was like she had other issues outside of getting to know each other. Like you said, like she had kids, she had an ex, and like like family health issue stuff. So like yeah. she had a lot of. Like, I don't want to say baggage because like you baggage. It sounds like. I think baggage for me is stuff you create yourself and you carry yeah. around with you. Like she legit had like life was happening to her. Yeah, yeah, and I and I was completely understanding of that, and I never got upset or angry any time that she had to bail on plans. But the disappearance, I'm I'm more than disappointed by. And at this point, I don't know how accepting of an apology I would be after like several days of complete nothing. Right. Yeah, and I get that. Trust me. And it ha- I always say this. I'm the I am the Taylor Swift of Toledo and the Toledo gay scene. It's like I like these people, they like me, and then all of a sudden they go away and I'm like, Why am I why am I a horrible person? Yeah, you, at this point you have to go. Maybe <laughs> like, it's me. Th- th- this is my punishment <laughs> for being into being into somebody and then snap of a finger. I'm like, Yeah, you know what? Not anymore. Um the the funny thing is I did realize the symmetry of that guy that you hung out with the other night, like that and her disappearance were like inexplicably linked somehow. Like same timing. Right. They probably related. <gasps> oh, right. Hold on. I got something to tell you. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Okay. So about the guy who did the thing with the other guy when we went on like a date type thing. So Elijah and I went to Walmart and we did the um, Ohio the, the state fair corralling. Like we had to go in one entrance and out the other. Yeah. So we did our shopping. Man, out of everyone in this city, he was there. Guess who was coming in when we were walking out? Mr. Bathroom Blowjob Guy. Yes. And like he stopped, looked at me, and I stopped and looked at him. And then fucking Elijah was like, Hey, how are you today? Uh, like, you and, well, because Elijah knows the whole story. Like, and Elijah was doing it just to be a smart ass. But like, we were like, really? Which then, Walmart? Like, we got the Oregon Walmart, the one that's away from everyone. Wow. So I was like, really? Because that's the one I go to. That's my my go to. But um, we get in the cargo out of all the people in this freaking city. We even added another city in there. We'll add Oregon. That's a whole different entity. I had to run into him. And, like, we locked eyes, too. We are like, oh, hello. How are you? I was writing condoms, you nasty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, ah! I, 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 can, imagine, I can imagine Elijah doing something that I, I might do. Like, hey, I don't see you sucking any dick while you're in here. <laughs> it was a very best friend move. It was funny. We laughed about it. But, like, I'm over it. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's. People suck, man, but back to your issue, uh, not issue, your situation. I Maybe life just got too heavy. 
She told me she told me a couple weeks ago when things started to get like turn into like a tornado. She's like, usually when this happens, I go radio silence. And I'm like, I get it. I do that too. So she had thrown that warning out there, but we had we had come too far, at least with the level of our our dialogue, for her to just poof like that. Yeah. So I'm maybe I'm di- maybe, maybe, and I'm not defending her because I don't I don't know her. I don't even know what she looks like. Um it just got too heavy that she was like, I can't take on anything else. So maybe, yeah. like she said, she goes radio silent. Maybe this is this is her. This is what she does. Like, don't, I wouldn't take it personal, even though I know we are very similar on that. We're just like, what the hell? It's not personal. <laughs> it, it, it's not personal because, like, I, I know that I don't believe I did anything to cause this. Um, and she would could have done this to anybody. It's just the fact that it happened, so. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. Um... All right, well, have a splendid Wednesday. If you run into anyone else who might have given someone else a blowjob <laughs> while you were on a date, oh, let me know. I'm supposed to say this. Scott says hello. Who, which Scott? Scott, our listener. The guy that delivers the, the food? Little Debbie's. Yeah. Hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. We are... Yeah. Uh, we are he messaged me yesterday just to check in and say hi. I was like, oh, hello. Uh, I, I am pleased. Uh, we we have some really avid podcast listeners. We've been able to build build up the podcast listens by continuing to do this. So it's it's great to see. I'm glad that we can give people something. So, yeah, it's thank you. I accept gifts. I'm allowed to do that. I'm not G- on no one's gifts. table right now. G-I- Give me some gifts. G I F S. He wants funny gifts that he can share via text message. Or tangible gifts like materials. It's fine too. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I will talk to you tomorrow. And I think Alex will be on with us. I, I, I mean, I, with the stuff with her dad, um, she has something to talk about because there's some family strife and she was trying to figure something out. But I'll leave that for her to discuss. All right. All right. Wrap us up. All right. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Send nudes. Send nudes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>